Welcome to 39-Minute Conversations. Please wait for your host to begin this meeting. Your meeting is now being recorded. Hey, you there? Can you hear me? Connecting to audio, it says. So you'll be joining us in a, in a moment. There What's he up? is. Hey, man. Sorry I'm late. I apologize. Love your hoodie. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Good to see you. Good to see you too, man. What is this endeavor you're doing? This is a, a podcast, and we'll get into that. But the first thing that I have to do before we actually like get into it is the uh, the first ad read. Um, then, with like, then I can actually you know introduce you and introduce what the podcast is. Um, <laughs> what? 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 Nothing. Keep going. Okay, great. <clears throat> Listener. Look around you right now. Look at your apartment or your house, the cracking faded paint, the too small bathroom, the same walls looking back at you every second of every day, your neighborhood's utter lack of fried seafood and putt-putt courses. Maybe it's time you considered relocating to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Enjoy beautiful beaches, amazing weather, nightlife, restaurants, and both miniature and regular-sized golf courses. If Myrtle Beach living sounds right for you, I know just the realtor to call. Tim Arnold has been serving the Grand Strand for 10 years, and no one knows the low country better. From Polly's Island to Cherry Grove, Tim Arnold will find a home that's perfect for you, because Tim Arnold knows there's nowhere finer than South Carolina. To get started on your search for your Myrtle Beach dream house, email timbeachrealtor at gmail.com. That's timbeachrealtor at gmail.com. Absolutely wild that we have a sponsor already on like the second episode from just a completely random listener who loves what we're doing here so thank you tim arnold for listening to the show and please say hi to mom for me i love you both and miss you hello i'm brian t arnold welcome to 39 minute conversations a podcast about reconnecting with old friends and making new friends we've only got 39 minutes to do it because i am not paying for zoom pro you may know my guest today from his live sketch comedy at the CBS Diversity Comedy Showcase, Second City Chicago, and Asian AF. Maybe known from his appearance on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend or as a host of the series Family Style, a show that brings foodies together and their famous friends to explore Asian food with a steamy side of hot topic commentary. Maybe known from his very successful podcast, Tiger Belly. He is slumming it on my podcast today, and I am very grateful. Gilbert Galan, hello. Troy and Abed in the morning. What's the song? Uh, Troy and Abed in the morning. That is the mug that I'm drinking out of right now is a Troy and Abed in the morning mug. Shout out to uh, Papa Arnold, huh? Is <laughs> that a real sponsor or is that a bit? Um, so in episode one, <laughs> I explained that, you know, I don't have sponsors yet. It is, uh, but I want them. So I'm trying to do my own ad copy. Um to show sponsors that yes, I'll play ball, you know, dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. And Tim Arnold just happened to reach out to me and say, Hey, why don't you just use me as an advertiser? Um, Damn, that's crazy. And he's paying probably a thousand dollars an ad. I think that's probably the rate. He and I didn't discuss rates, but now he's heard it. And I think, I think he's going to have to agree to that. I love it. Brian, this is fantastic. I just love, I love <laughs> I'm just like, 
Uh, I, I, my first question is one, yep. I didn't know it was a second guess. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> uh, was it first? Let me guess. It was our first guest, Dennis. Yeah, my first guest was Dennis. <laughs> I knew. I didn't even look at anything. <laughs> I just assumed like probably Dennis because he doesn't. Well, he doesn't live with you anymore, so that's why I assumed that. But he that doesn't. But he lives a block away. Uh, he and I told like out of everybody, I talked to him the most. And you know, he's still a he's a comedian. He's a, this isn't his episode. We don't have to talk about Dennis. It was just no. A, I, this is Dennis part two. <laughs> I actually don't know a lot about Dennis except you would always say great roommate, but also that guy just in his room editing nonstop. For five years that's all i know about dennis he just edits he 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 also writes he directs and then when he edits a movie he edits it until it's done and sometimes that's that's a while uh um, three years yeah <laughs> dennis i love you i'm not roasting you um so, so tell me first before we get yeah. into it yeah podcast brian t arnold mm-hmm. doing a podcast uh-huh why why that's a good question i i thought a lot about you know, in these last two and a half, three years, I have been, you know, I've been writing, which I was used to doing before this. So I was always used to like periods of like, oh yeah, I work alone. I'm alone in a room a lot, but I always had, you know, um, I had these other activities and other outlets. I would do improv and sketch and all those things, like opportunities to be performative or, and, and that's where my social circle was. And I'm still not quite, uh, back out into the world as much as yeah. a lot of people are. So this felt like a fun way to reconnect with people and do something creative that is mm-hmm. actually like instant feedback versus writing where it's, um, you know, <laughs> six for... months to a year later, you maybe oh, hear yay. something. Yeah, that is, yeah, I would describe you as, you know what, you're not, you're definitely an extrovert. I wouldn't even say you're even really an introvert. I would say, that's why it is interesting. Cause like, yeah, I do remember you being very social, like at least wanting to go out after stuff or I'm most, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very much like, uh, I'm good. Oh yeah. Peace. I was, I was dragging you to like the bars after, like after comedy shows and stuff. Like I was always very excited to, to hang out with people. I, I, I am an extrovert. So this, I, I, I do think like I needed to recharge. I was like an introverted extrovert, mm-hmm. you know, like I needed to mm-hmm. go, okay. I, that was great. I had fun with a bunch of people. Now let me go hide in my room. And now I'm hiding in my room without seeing anybody. And I'm, I'm missing you wanna, that side uh, of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got you to come out that one time. That was great. You uh, did. You came out to my place and we played guitar and we played old songs. <laughs> we did. That was, you were one of the very few people that I've hung out with um, indoors and maskless uh, during this whole thing. Uh, because, well, it was at that brief window, like in yeah. summer 2021. December. Yeah. Before, yeah, before the Omicron? new variant started coming, and uh, back, like back when I had a lot of hope, and like, oh yeah, things will be better, and then they uh, went back to what they are now. But <laughs> you, you know, you and I have lived very different experiences during this. Um, yeah. <laughs> like I'm Actually, not saying. Yeah, 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 definitely yes, but also. I've definitely worked with people that are probably are similar to you about the whole thing in terms of like, we were very conscious, especially with Tiger Belly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kalila was definitely, we had like a shield. We were the only podcast with a shield up, which I <laughs> guess was funny, but people were like, you know, you're going to piss off the people you piss off on the internet. Also make people on the internet that are like excited about that. I'm like, yeah. So it's, it's everything gets politicized. Oh, <laughs> Even in for comedy sure. Podcasts. Um, <laughs> and I'll yeah, be because of question. Yeah. What? Yeah, continue your question. Yes, I did. My experience was Asian. Yours was not. Go ahead. 
Okay. Um, but so these last two and a half, three years, I, I'm not saying you're not cautious because I'm sure you take precautions and I'm sure you're uh, as careful as can be, but you've been traveling a lot and working all over the place and you've got a bandaid on your arm from another, from a, from a new booster. No, from a shooting. Can we talk <laughs> about was, the shooting? Can we talk a, about the, sh- what, can we what talk sh- about the, the Migo shooting? How stupid that is. Did you follow any of that? I don't know enough about what happened. I, I saw that he unfortunately passed it's, away, but I didn't. It's sad. Yeah, let's, it's talk, sad. A lot yeah, of let's people, talk about it. It's so crazy. I was listening to this uh, really great guys. I love uh, these YouTubers. They're called Abba and Preach. These two black uh, commentators. It's like social, political, uh, culture, mostly culture, uh, comedians slash commentators from Toronto. I heard about it, but Takeoff is uh, Takeoff and Migos are mm-hmm. or, Takeoff and Quavo are part of the group Migos. Right. The that kind of I forgot what that type of music is, that specific hip hop, but very popular. Mm-hmm. Takeoff passed away from basically a shooting after a random shooting when they were playing dice in the after hours of a bar. Yeah. And basically people are just talking about how stupid it is because like, you know, the whole thing with uh I mean, people are just speaking up how stupid that is because basically it was just dudes like fronting each other with guns and someone act it's like one of his own people accidentally shot him in the neck that's crazy jeez so it's just like can we not do that yeah it would be great if we just didn't shoot can we play each dice other? yeah can we play dice and not flex <laughs> like it's like think about us we're in a fantasy league for basketball which i don't yes, know are you very important to talk about um no uh, I, I like, am, it's like if i was like brian oh should i drop one of my players and you took them you took caliburn and i dropped them and then you fronted me just to scare me with the gun i'm like don't do that I'll give you, I'll give you Halliburton back, which we did. And we will not be doing that this season. Okay, Last season, last season, I accidentally dropped a player. It was not intentional. It was a wrong button press and somebody else grabbed them. And I was like, oh, darn. I told Gilbert that it happened. And then I wasn't, I was not going to make a stink about getting him back. But once I said it had happened, he was like, okay, let's make it work. Let's get him back on your team. And so we talked to the other guy it was, it was, I, I came off as probably very whiny and entitled, but it was not yeah, my it was. intent. <laughs> it was, and you still didn't win. <laughs> no, but, Ty- uh, Tyrese Halliburton didn't turn out to be the X factor that I needed. That's why I drafted uh, him again this year. I do. I do very early. Uh, I do want to touch <laughs> on that a bit that I never really played fantasy up until that point. Mm-hmm. And it's fun. It's so For all fun. the people there being like, oh, it's stupid. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's really not a lot of work. If anything, it's also cool to like chat with old friends. Like, I guess like what you're doing with this podcast, mm-hmm. but also just keep connected in some kind of thread where mm-hmm. we all just love basketball. And it's just, it's just fun and it's silly. And it's yeah. just, I don't know. Fantasy has a bad rap. And I think <laughs> Does it? Cause it's like, Does it I think it, with women, <laughs> and their husbands so this 100 is coming from cindy of like you nerd what are you doing who cares about tyrese maxi not scoring 40 points that oh you got like... maxi i wanted maxi no i think uh, ej grabbed him but uh okay. but yeah i thought that was fun i think that was cool because i i realized how much people wanted to keep doing it. i was like oh no i really cared for that a couple people didn't even play and people were bitching and whining all last year about the rule set and like players then i realized when i had to drop everyone from the league and then to reset something, everyone started hitting me up like, oh, was I kicked out of the league? Can I jump back in? And I was like, oh, people want to do this. This is great. I'm, but, glad, I'm, uh, the only, I'm glad I'm not the only person who messaged you about that because I felt very like, oh, am I out of the league? Like, you were like, the only person. <laughs> <laughs> you fell for that, Brian. You were the only person. Stop, no, set, stop setting traps for me. <laughs> You're very good at escaping them, though. 
You're like, well, Houdini. You're a little, you're a little uh, T. Arnold, BTA Houdini. Um, but yeah, what I want to say, this is exciting. Congratulations on your podcast. Oh, uh, thanks, man. This is fun. Uh, hey, another white guy on a mic. You can take it two ways. Yeah. Which way are you going to go? Are you going to start an insurrection <laughs> or are you going to, which way, which direction are we going? You know, I'm going to let the audience decide. I, I try not to have strong opinions or beliefs until I see what other people want me to be. And then I just kind of form into that. Guys, there's a, Brian will be leading the next insurrection. You heard it here first. Is it an insurrection, insurrection of love? Is it an insurrection or is it just standing up for what you believe in? You know, that's that's. I like, that's the question. Yo, I like this guy. <laughs> this guy's speaking the truth on the mic. More people are going to speak about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that <laughs> I just the idea of I was thinking about the idea of you starting an insurrection is very ridiculous. I, Almost like it could be a sitcom. I love the idea. Honestly, can we write this? Can we do a pitch? Can this be a video pitch session? Yeah. Can you write a com a comedy on not the insurrection, but a insurrection? And a guy really just trying to he ends up finding a community and then they realize let's not do that, but they're already full force in it with a bunch of other people, but they're trying to get the way out of an insurrection. That, and I want you to be casted in that as the lead. Oh, man. Think about that. I would be fun. I don't think I have the gravitas to make people follow me. It's not. Uh, it's that's not... why it's. That's why it's. That's why it's funny. Okay, maybe you're not the lead. You're the co-lead. I think you I would have to be man. like. Yeah, I think I would need somebody like you who's charismatic. Oh, uh, Don, Don, no, Sterling K. Brown and you, Brian okay, T. Yeah. Arnold, Sterling K. Brown. Go My on. name obviously comes first. Um, and yeah, I think, I think I would be sort of the, like Sterling K. Brown would be the, 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 the leader, the, the charismatic, like everybody follows and I'm guy walking behind him with a clipboard, you know, like, I think our numbers are real good. I think we got a shot at this. Like that's, that's me. That's, that's my, how I come across on screen. Uh, speaking of that voice, uh -huh. I feel like that's always a topic of conversation. When I talk to people, ask me like, how's Brian? Or people are like, oh yeah, Brian, blah, blah, blah. I'm like. And then everyone does the hey buddy or da 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 da, oh. da, da. You've no, you hey you branded yourself that comedically. Did I brown you know? my, I, I I here's here's the truth about that. What's the I, story? I Tell me what yeah, give me give me the whole the lowdown. So I do the there were, you know, in, in the crowd that I hung out with, me and Gilbert, there was an impression of me that was thrown around willy-nilly. Uh, people really seemed to respond to it and take to it. And it liked went, it actually it became popular. It became very popular among and and very hurtful to me. Uh, it became. <laughs> <I'm so> sorry, <laughs> I didn't know that. It's not, uh, but it was just the simple like, "Hey, buddy, how's it going?" Like, "Hey, buddy, hey, buddy." Um, and I you will don't tell you, always normally do that. Sometimes I do. you're like, "Hey, what's up?" Or you're like, "Hey, man," or "Hey, buddy." But I just do. Sometimes you would choose the inflection. I don't know how you choose it. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I don't know. It's not. It's not like a. It's not like a. I think I'm gonna go high pitch today. It's just a. It's just however. It's not a thing I plan. It's just a thing that it comes out how it comes out. Um, and the reason I do that, and this is gonna make me sound like a crazy person because I am one. Uh -huh. I have a phobia of calling people by the wrong name, especially like oh. so even somebody that like if I know somebody well enough that I know yeah. their name, and I even if I like even if I'm like 99% or even a hundred, there's a piece of doubt in me. That's still like, don't, don't say the wrong. That's going to just be a mess. Yep. So I call everybody, buddy, pal. Hey man, what's up? It's just, so it's not, it doesn't stand out when I do it to somebody whose name I'm not a hundred percent sure about. You know what? I think I share an honestly, a, a similar fear in that. 
because I do, I feel like when I meet people, sometimes it's so, you know, like I guess in our industry, or just sometimes you're just doing so much stuff. You just meet people. You actually are trying to be intentional. You look in the eye. You say, "Oh, hey, I'm Gilbert, and you're nice to meet you." I'll even mm -hmm. repeat the name, but mm -hmm. my brain, my ADD brain, sometimes will just not store it, mm -hmm. and I'll either do a, a dyslexic version of that, or I'll just not know. Yeah. So I, but in, part of that is, and I feel fearful to even just to like reintroduce myself where I, I know the name but i know i'm pronouncing it wrong like shout out to my boy uh Kwesi. uh he's a he's a buzzfeed director for the try guys eee, try guys um and this is I'm working so topical right this is such a topical Ooh, episode try guys we just hit this will age not well in 2027 mm. <laughs> none of this stuff makes any sense um <laughs> but i remember i said his name like Kwesi, like casey i said casey instead of Kwesi, mm -hmm. like crazy and then I just started getting so self-conscious of saying his name until I, because I never met him in person. Everything's been on Zoom. So I got so self-conscious where I would just start saying that our director, our dope director, uh, my guy, <laughs> or like I was like, what am I doing? I'm just like a hype man in a rap video. I wasn't even saying his name. And I realized like, I just got to ask him. So I just basically said, this is so stupid. I'm literally manipulating my conversation out of fear. I was like, hey, dude, I don't know how to say your name. How do you say it again? So my yeah. new thing now is I'll just ask people over and over. And if they go like, oh, you don't remember my name? I'm like, I don't. I'm so sorry. It's not you. I'm just forgetful. I, because yeah. it, it is interesting how we we op both operate in that kind of like, of like I don't want to see your name wrong, but it's like, I mean, I'm sure people get our name. Eh, I, don't I, mean, I, I don't mind when somebody doesn't remember me. I assume I'm on Same. See, we don't, we don't uh, care. We don't right. see how we don't care, but we care. We think they care way more. <laughs> Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there are some people who do, but like, even like among my friends, like if there's somebody who like is on the periphery of the friend group mm -hmm. who I've met a bunch of times, it's, it's, I always do the, Hey buddy to them. And so then I, I, but if I've done it with everybody else in the group, it's not weird. It's not weird that that's how I'm talking to that person. Um, but actually I had an improv teacher, uh, Miles Droth, who was talking about how to improve your memory and whatnot. And he's talking, he was talking, this was um, the pack before it was the pack. It was just, it was when it was still called oh, the Miles Drop Workshop. Theater. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Um, and he said that when he, he was, he used to be terrible at names until he realized what he was doing when somebody introduced themselves to him. He was not listening. He was just waiting to say his own name, which I think is something that I definitely do. And now I'm aware of it but I've changed the behavior in zero ways. I am still, I'm still waiting just to say my name. So wait, okay. So the, then the fix then would be when we introduce ourselves, we don't even say our name. We just like, Hey, nice to meet you. What's your name? That would be like the initial thing. And then repeat it. So let me try it. Let me try this exercise. Okay. Let's try so it. Be like, let's do a scene. Hey, uh, nice to meet you. What's your name? We have met six times. I oh you're so fucking I am rewind. your I, I am thought your, it was the first time I thought it was the first time <laughs> I am the godfather. I am your father <laughs> I am the godfather to your son I'll be honest I'm so sorry what was your name again oh it's Brian Brian yeah Brian 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 yeah Gilbert so here's the way I that just reminded me this this one comedian Rick Glassman and it's the way how he remembers people's names he'll go he said say that person's once they say it say it three times so say Brian as a statement, like mm -hmm. Brian, and then ask a question mark, Brian, and then do the third one like a, oh, duh, <laughs> Brian. So you go like, Brian, Brian, Brian. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so I think me and you should commit to that. Okay. It's sort of a bit, but I think mm -hmm. if we start doing that, it might create a new 
culture of people like, hey, Gilbert and Brian keep doing this thing. Is that weird? Have they talked about this? And we just never address it. <laughs> we never it address our thing. it. Um, if I ever meet somebody again, I will definitely remember to do that. I, I'd like to see you try that. Uh, my name is okay. Jonathan. Jonathan? Jonathan. Jonathan. That I messed last it up. one, bro. I was, that was so. I messed hey, up. that's on camera. Do not edit that out. That was fucking wild. You just did. <laughs> that was crazy. The last one. It's like you had your most favorite food, and then you rolled your eyes Jonathan. so high. Yeah. Try one more time. Statement. Okay. Statement. Question. 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 Statement. Throw. Throw away. Like, oh my god, I'm so silly. Okay, got it. I'm so silly. That's the vibe. Here we go. Okay. Hey, I'm Jonathan. Jonathan. I'm Jonathan. 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 There we go. Opposite. Not good. Not, <laughs> not not good. But I didn't do it's your. There. It, I did my own. I put my spin on it. And is that and that all we can do is just put our own spin on it? That's that's all that matters. Um, one thing that I want to get in, I I um get into it. Do you have questions? I, of course, I have questions, but we're just I'm gonna. Curi- I'm actually curious what your questions are because I'm like we're gonna blow we're gonna blow right through them though. It seems like um this morning I was making my cup of tea. And my tea bag had a uh, has an inspiring message on the tag. Never. What, re- wait, what tea is that? Uh, it is Yogi. Yogi. This episode two is brought to you by Yogi. Brian T. Arnold has an amazing new podcast, and you can be a sponsor here. Use the promo code. Thirty nine minute convos. Um, Gilbert, this tea this tea tag thing says: Never regret your mistakes. Admire the courage it took to attempt the unknown. You attempted the unknown. You're from Atlanta, did comedy in Chicago before finding yourself here. This tea, this tea is leading me to this question. Let's talk about your journey and how you ended up in LA and where you are now and what, how you decided to give this life a shot. Let's just go through your history a little bit. All right, before I get into it, I have to comment. Mm-hmm. I'm not calling you out. It's no, not call me observe- hi- this is, it's this not is... me hyper observing. No, I no. started laughing because you started speaking that way. I, the whole that whole yogi message uh-huh. sounded very Confucius to say, and then you started talking a certain way, and your eyes started squinting. And I was like, <laughs> no. is he- I know Brian doesn't do those bits, but I wanted him to push it harder. And I was like, you take the risk, you take the courage comedically and push it because you're like. All- sometimes the courage told me that is not what i did that is and, what and, you did first on of camera. all you said we don't edit. All, no 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 said we don't edit on here we're not editing we're not editing this out but it is it is a it is an audio medium nobody would have known that when i was thinking about what to say next, squint- that i that i squinted not out of not out of caricature but out of thought uh unreal oh my god <laughs> your whole co- your whole thing is calling people out and trying to get them in trouble that's what your personality it's, is based on it's not guys i'm joking if for audio listeners is this is all, <laughs> this is also a video right this is going to be I, on youtube I, or what? I don't i don't release the video just the just the audio you know i can release the video of this this is great our faces okay maybe maybe i will maybe i'll put some clips or at least do social media clips social media clips social media clips might be a good idea. i'm gonna talk to you about promoting your podcast after this this is what i this is what i really wanted you're you are (laughs) slumming it on a podcast where i can't afford an editor so i have to do my ad reads in the middle of it i can't afford zoom pro so it's short i just i'm gonna need you to really i'm gonna gift you i'm gonna say it right now i'm gonna gift you when is your birthday again well last time i got you a vegan cookbook when's your birthday july 
July. I missed it. I didn't get you anything. I'm going to gift you a year of Adobe Audition or something so you can practice editing. No, I have I have Final Cut. I edit. I, I oh, I you have Final Cut. So you can edit. So someone's lying. Oh, I can edit, but that's part of the that's what this podcast is, man. It's uh, unedited, laziness, thirty nine minute conversation that is laziness has you know <laughs> the best inventions come from laziness. Okay. I think I, I can buy. I can. I can buy it. I can. Let's buy talk it. about it. Remote controls, bifocals. I don't want to have to switch my glasses all the time. The lazy Susan. Don't get up to pass something at the table. Turn it on. You know, spin it. Laziness is the mother of invention. Uh, yeah. Audience, quote Brian on that. I actually don't disagree with that entirely. I think that is very valid points. Um. Anyway, sorry for interrupting that question. <laughs> Very good question. Thank I just you. thought it was funny because honestly, that come on, that Yogi thing. Now think about what I was saying, and now the way that Yogi thing is written. It's and you were squinting, and if you really wanted to push it comedically, it could have gone that way. Could it have sure, not? Sure. If this could were not, if this were a 1986 <laughs> podcast, uh, a absolutely. Podcast, 1986, yeah, yeah, a 1986 podcast. 39 minutes with Charlie Chan featuring Brian oh T. My Arnold. God. Oh my god. Um. Okay, so where, where are we starting? Uh, Let's start in Atlanta. Start? Let's start in Atlanta and how you decided this, this is what you wanted to do and then what that journey looked like for you. Cool. How much do you know my story? Bits and pieces, right? I, knew, I, think I, know, know? I think I know a good chunk, but you know who doesn't? Our listeners. Nice. Uh, okay. Hello, listeners. Do you have a name for them yet? Um, convos. All right. Con- convo, convos Army. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. So born in Chicago, that's where the immigration hub for my family was, uh, grandparents, Filipino, uh, they moved to Chicago and that's how they started bringing all the uncles and aunts. That's where my uh, mom grew up, uh, when she moved from the Philippines and then around 95, my, my dad, uh, and, uh, my immediate family sister, who, you know, very well, Gabby, uh, hashtag did not draft Trey Young, even though <laughs> way too uh, weird, just have fun once in a while. Um, and my mom, we moved to Atlanta in 95, I believe, 94, 95, right before the 96 Olympics, before oh. Atlanta became Atlanta. Um, so I grew up there. Uh, my All my schooling was in Atlanta or suburbs of Atlanta. And then around college, uh, I think I started, I started actually took an acting. Yeah, out of college, I went to school in North Carolina uh, and I dropped out of there probably a year and a half in. So it was actually probably one of like the darkest I would say at that age, at that moment, probably one of the darkest uh, points in my life, mostly because not out of like, I'm like dropping out of school because I'm flunking all my classes. I was basically just playing video games all the time. I just couldn't like, I just was never a studious kid. I couldn't focus on any of the material or any of the stuff that I was setting down. I just didn't care, honestly. Sure. And I think most of the fear why that was so dark is one, you know, like a lot of people not knowing what you want to do in life, or maybe you do know, you have an idea of what you want to do, but you feel like I can't do it. It's Mm -hmm. too risky. It's too scary it was a lot of fear driven uh decisions and why like i was carrying all this like heaviness uh when i dropped out mm-hmm. most of that was the fear of my honestly my mostly my mom my parents kind of like the disappointment like you know obviously asian parents uh typical like you know not in asia i think a lot of parents in general but there may be a little hint of uh the immig- immigrant parent where it was like very taught to like you school and that's it mm-hmm. go to school get a job and then do whatever you want after and i just could not figure out school and uh I know I had an interest like in the arts specifically, like just entertainment. I think a little bit was like wanting to be in movies, like everyone else, movies, TV at that time, kind of want to be famous a bit, a little famous clout chasing sure. type of stuff. Um, and then 
uh, yeah, I dropped out of school. Mom wasn't happy with that. I wasn't happy with it. I was just so scared, but awesome mom where she kind of understood where I was coming from. Uh, so there wasn't this great disappointment of like thing that was going to happen. She was, she was disappointed, but also was very supportive when I dropped out. She's like, well, you need to get back into school uh, here in Atlanta. So jump into community college and so community college. I started taking at random. I don't know if you know this. I started doing like extra work in Atlanta. So the first movie oh. I ever did in Atlanta was, uh, I don't even know why it's on my MDB, but the one with Zach Alphanakis and Robert Downey Jr. Dude. Uh, wow. Did you look that up or do you know? I, I just know. I saw that yeah. movie in theaters. It was name a movie with let me just test, test, okay, uh, sidetrack. I want to just test Brian really quick. Name a movie. Yeah. Uh, I want to see a movie now. Name a movie with Daniel Craig that's not James Bond. Five, four, knives three, out, two, layer cake. Um, look, lo, uh, Logan Lucky. Name, th- name three Edgar Wright films. Five, four, three, <laughs> two, one. <laughs> you Cornet- the Cornetto trilogy. The Cornetto trilogy. That's all three. Real fast, you can't go that. It's too fast. Continue with your story. Na- All right. Well, name a Steven Spielberg. <laughs> name a Steven Spielberg film uh, after two thousand five. Five, four, three, two, one. Catch me if you can. Yeah, it was two thousand six. Yeah, that was good. Uh, anyways, yeah, you're really good. You're really good. Uh, what was I? Oh yeah. Um, sorry, Ex- to, uh, extra work. Doing, yeah. I was doing extra work. That was fun. I was like, oh, we're on a movie set. I would even tell movie all like this is how gross. I would tell like friends from like community culture. Oh, yeah, I'm doing movies. Like, uh, <laughs> God, I'm, it's so cringe now. So much cringe stuff in my life. Uh, like I'm doing movies. I kind of learned how the set world works. I just kind of love being on set. Mm-hmm. No acting skills or anything. And I decided to do an acting class in Atlanta. Because uh, a lot of people think I, I feel like I tell a lot of people I started in Chicago because I feel that's where I really started. But I actually took my first acting class in. Um, Sure. As an adult in, I, in Atlanta. I don't tell everybody that my first improv class was in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, uh, but it was. But you probably tell people like, oh, UCB, LA. Yeah, right? absolutely. That's exactly. Uh, I knew that about Myrtle Beach, California, or Myrtle Beach. I remember, yeah, didn't you, don't you still talk to people from that improv class? Um, not or, so or much. A friend? Not so much. I, I moved out oh. here to LA with somebody from that improv class and then he left not and long after. Immediately bounced, yeah. Uh, within like four months, yeah, he was gone. Yeah, some people don't have it. Sorry, buddy. Um, but yeah, took a acting class, loved it, kept doing extra work. And then I think that kind of like the bug was kind of there. Um, and then while, and then I eventually just told my parents, I was like, in my mind, I was like, I need to move. I need to figure out how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to keep, I don't want to be in Atlanta. I feel like the market's small. Keep in mind, this is before literally Walking Dead came to Atlanta and everything blew up and Marvel started shooting there. So this is like the amount of like Cat Williams and Tyler Perry extra work I did was pretty silly. Uh, as like always, like IT guy or like butler for some weird reason. I what were you, what were you a butler in? I think Cat Williams movie is like me, but it was like yeah, it was weird. It was like a couple of Asian guys were like random butlers. Okay, now could be problematic. I'm not sure. Uh, and then we Who walk knows? into a room. And there's a bunch of women in lingerie, like literally twelve, like fifteen women on a bed in lingerie. And Cat Williams like in his pimp. I think this is the height of Cat Williams. He was like in his pimp clothes. Like just sitting there, and us are just members of his staff. Basically. All right. Weird. Um, don't know what movie that is, but Fair I was doing enough. that. Had the bug, and then eventually I decided I gotta tell my parents like I don't wanna like I really want to drop out of community college now and just focus on acting and move to Los Angeles. Uh, but then I thought a lot. I was like, okay, where did the people that I like at that time? How did they get into this business? I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to go to theater school. It's not for me. Like I can do these acting classes here, but I don't know if there's any notoriety in these programs in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw uh, 
think I just started doing research on people, how they got into the business. And like, I loved Steve Carl at that time. I think one of my favorite moves is 40 year old virgin. Just loved that. And then I think at that time he was also doing bigger stuff, but more, I guess getting more serious stuff. And same thing with Amy Poehler, I think. And mm-hmm. I looked at like, how did they start? And a common thread was Chicago, second city. And then everyone was also IO, but I didn't really know too much about that side of it. Just knew improv, comedy, second city, Chicago. That might be an easy way in because I already have a family in Chicago and I, my parents would feel comfortable with that. So I did a whole PowerPoint presentation on <laughs> kind that's, of- That's saw, adorable. I saw an article about Emma Stone doing this with her mom when she was in high school to basically drop out of high school. So her mom would move with her, move with her to LA and basically start an acting career. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, her mom received that well. It was this plain old thing. I decided, let me do that with yeah, my you're, parents. You're basically Emma my, Stone. Yeah, my I try. Let me be Emma. Let me be a white child asking her white <laughs> hippie mother, "Can I move to LA to be an actor? Drop out of high school?" So I'm saying, "Can I do that in college?" So I decided to take my parents. I didn't print out. I actually made a PowerPoint, but just did more like I print out all the papers because I don't have a didn't have a laptop. I decided to take them to a restaurant and do it, just out of fear. Like if I did it at my home, that could be physical. So mm-hmm. Let me do it in a public place where the anger would be uh, controlled by sure. their shame. Of their Asian shame, not wanting to blow up in public, <laughs> and uh, yeah, brought them to a sushi restaurant next to an AMC. Uh, gave them the whole lowdown, complete silence. They were just like, you can just feel the tension of like, what is he even saying right now? Drop out of school, acting like, yeah. And they all just nodded their heads, like, okay, cool. Got home, then I, a little more. I think throughout the week, more conversation, a little more stuff like, you're being silly, like, what the fuck? Like, essentially, the energy of like. You're, a, you're fucking ruining your life. What are you talking about? Yeah. Somehow in that conversation, we got to the point where I was like, cool, I'll still stay in college. I'll stay in community college online at Georgia Perimeter, but I want to move to Chicago. So I'll take online classes, but I'll move to Chicago, live with Lola and Lola, which means grandma and grandpa, mm-hmm. uh, and in the burbs and commute to Chicago. Still take a class and take classes in Second City. And this is, I was 20 years old at the time. So I did that. Uh, parents' relationship was really rough for like the first three years, especially my yeah. mom, because she really felt like, one, I, I feel terrible because I, and that, at that time, I wasted a lot of money. I didn't have a loan. They put credit cards in my college. That's a year and a half tuition out of state that mm-hmm. my mom just fronted, blew that down the drain. Uh, I was taking class in Chicago. Uh, and then my mom would always ask me every conversation every week. And it was like, like, hey, are you done with this? Like, are you done with this phase? And sure. she kept almost like condescending. We're like, this phase will pass. And it was like, that really put a lot of tension. I was somewhere. It was very weird. Um, I think maybe three or four years in, I was uh, working my way up through Second City and the kind of the scene. Uh, got hired by Second City to perform with their business Bizco. They have like Torco, they have Mainstay, mm-hmm. ETC, and they had another thing called Bizco, which was like a big thing where a lot of the people from different companies they wouldn't make a lot of money doing live theater like the touring stuff, which is crazy. But they would make money doing Bizco, which is more like corporate events or doing sure. shooting a lot of short shorts. So Second City would act as an agency, create training videos or like ad campaigns for companies. So I got hired by that, which is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. I, the first one I got hired for was a Steve Carell kind of bit. It was me playing Michael Scott in a training video, but Gilbert, or my name was Darby. So I played that kind of archetype. Sure. And I kind of did a, I can't even say a Accenture. Yeah, I was, a, I was in Accenture training videos, I think, or like some kind of company like that, consulting company where I like played the like Michael Scott character in his office parody of their training. Um, and I was making money there. I was touring a store Friday night, at a really big Asian American group out in Chicago. Uh, I was doing multiple like shows with Second City in terms of like student shows. Like basically my schedule's packed with just performing and still doing bar shows at night. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And my parents came one year to see a bunch of the stuff for like a family thing, like a Thanksgiving or Christmas. And they went to go see a bunch of my shows. They came uh, after they left Chicago, they went back to Atlanta. They called me individually, not planned. And they said, oh, we get it. That's the nice feeling. So that, That's a nice moment. Yeah, they get it. And then from there on, it was like, they, I think them seeing their son, something also like immigrant parents, they don't really understand the concept of like, you can be, like they love entertainment media. They see even people like me on camera, but they, I don't think that for them it connects with like my child could be actor or in right. entertainment and make a living off of that. Uh, but at that point, I think that they just saw, I guess just, I think for them, even just seeing the crowds packed out like theaters and people were like laughing at me every time I came on or I, that, I think that like visual like connection for them was like oh my god he knows what he's like doing he's doing he's actually it. yeah good. he's good at this people are laughing at my son i thought he's gonna embarrass himself so <laughs> they both said we get it and especially my mom became a stage mom at that point was like you have to move to la so that's, that, awesome. that's kind of and she started she started sending me acting like classes i'm like jesus christ like relax <laughs> like you gotta take it seriously so then i moved out of chicago after my time there probably five years in it was one of those mm -hmm. uh, crossroads like what do i want to do do i want to be on do I want to be at the second city main stage, which all the greats like uh, Belushi and XYZ, just like newer people, Sam Richardson, sure. um, Tim Robinson, and follow that path. And I was like 24 at the time, 25. Most of those people, unless you're a killer at a younger age, you're like around in your 30s, really, like early 30s, 30s. Like you got, it's a lot of like time. You yeah. got to put your time in there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And if anything, yeah, and it's like, do I want to be on SNL? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I had to audition for him. People were auditioning with, like, showcases all the time in Chicago, I.O., Second City, in front of Lauren and, like, the uh, the casting crew there. And I was like, I love it, but I don't know if I want to do that. I think I just want to do it like Steve Carell does and do, like, Steve, it's crazy. Steve Carell is truly my comp. Of, it like, sounds like I it. Love, I love that guy's career. Yeah. Um, So much. And also... Like uh, seeing Super Bad was such a big influence. And Jonah Hill's like that really helped. The, oh, the fat. Oh, you don't have to be a model sure. to be successful. So, yeah, I, uh, yeah. So I decided 25 is going to move to LA. Just take that risk. Move to LA. Found him one month uh, lease somewhere, and basically, uh, yeah, figured it out from there. Lived in a garage for about a year on an air mattress that was <laughs> deflated, and then, uh, yeah. And they kind of went from there, acting, auditions, CBS Showcase, uh, met Bobby Lee and company, sort of Tiger Belly, the podcast. That's really opened a lot of the avenues. Uh, now doing producing, a couple of production companies, starting a couple stuff we talked about privately, uh, some yeah. other projects. So like, Which I'd love yeah, to eventually good. see the light of day. So some of the, my favorite stuff is stuff that we've done together that's still out, you know, yeah. still kind of under wraps right now. We've only okay, got about it's... a minute and a half left. Uh, oh, wow. I, so I you know. You should have asked me that question. What a dumb question. Um, so I want to get into some deep stuff with you, but first, with our, with our remaining time, but first, one more, one more ad read. 39-minute conversations also brought to you by Long Metal Straws. Do you have a long flight ahead of you that you're very nervous about now that mask mandates uh -huh. are a thing of the past? Let's yeah. like say you're going to a destination wedding and you really want to go because you love your friends and you're also a dangerously anxious person. Do you want to uh -huh. stay? Do you want, do, you want, do you want to take your mask off? You want don't want to take your mask off? to just stay hydrated enough to keep you alive, but not so hydrated, Damn. you have to use the airplane bathroom. Long Damn. metal straws. You're getting married in a month, that. man. And uh, I will be honest, Brian, I am surprised you are coming. <laughs> I'm a little surprised I'm coming too. Um, I'm gonna tell you right I now wanted to you, so bad, yeah. You'll be fine. I'm gonna tell you right now, it's Hawaii. They're, they're gone. They, it's, you're gonna be chill. It's gonna be chill, dude. Enjoy yeah. it. Don't feel anxiety. I want you to be blessed out there. I would love to not be blessed. I mean, I would love to. I would love, I would to, love not to not be blessed. Be... I would love to not feel anxiety and be blessed. So that would be that would be ideal. Um, you will feel that there. 
so with less than a minute, I have to ask the question. Uh, do you think soulmates are real? Uh, I had this conversation with Cindy, my fiance, who you know very well. Uh, no. Mm. Why not? I think uh, a lot of friends, I think you can search for people, the perfect person. Uh, at a certain point, I think you got to just, here's the thing. I guess what is soul? You have to find what a soulmate is. Is that like the person you're supposed to, like, what does that mean to you? Is that the perfect person or does soulmate mean? Because like. Your meeting has ended. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to 39 Minute Conversations, hosted and produced by Brian T. Arnold. Music by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 License. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and tune in for new episodes and don't forget to rate and review. If you didn't like what you heard, please don't do any of that. That's okay too. Thank you and we'll see you next time. Stay safe and be well.